My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. I've got guests with me, Denny Dobbins. Denny, um, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, one more game. Go on to the one Super Bowl. Game. They're there. They're in the Super Bowl. Now they just have to beat the 49ers. It's going to be a great game. Yes, it Awesome. Will. I love Kansas City. You and I have been to Kansas City several times yeah. in different uh uh, you know, speaking engagements. Kansas City, we love you to death. Um, so, Denny here, uh, been a long, long time friend, 30 years. Denny, you've been an attorney. You're a co-founder of the Crime-Free uh, Housing Organization. You've been a HUD commissioner. You've been a landlord-tenant attorney. You've been a defense attorney. You were even a, on hard copy on TV, Denny, dun, 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 dun. with a case. I mean, that uh, you've got an epic career, and... Um, We've talked about it on other podcasts. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything on that? Just you're just overly handsome, just a really good-looking guy, or just that I have done way too many con- evictions. And my son asked me one time, "Dad, wh- what exactly do do you do?" When he saw it on TV, <laughs> and when I told him, he goes, "What? What? Huh? Why? Huh? What? I'm not going to be an attorney," <laughs> he said. Right. Uh, well, I did tell him that I would kill him <laughs> if he became one. So. Well, I think what I want to do with this podcast is, you know, we've kind of gone into depth in other podcasts, if you've listened to them. If not, they're great to go back and listen to. But we kind of covered Seattle and kind of the little bit of craziness that's going on up over there. Uh, We swung over to Minneapolis, and we talked about kind of the things Minneapolis um, is doing. And and there's just some, some different things going on around the country that we're really following, even if we don't live there or have investments there, because we, we're just watching kind of, you know, the trends, because the trends might end up coming into more conservative areas, maybe into the South, into different areas where you do have investments. And so when we talk about Kansas City today, Missouri... Uh, that is a fairly conservative area. It's a fairly conservative area, and it's kind of like, how is this happening? And I, they, they did a really good job fighting off what I think was a pretty big attack on landlords there. They had to give up a few concessions we're going to talk about today, but but good on Kansas City um, for really stepping up and saying, hey, you're not going to put this problem on landlords' backs. But So we're going to talk about that um, a little bit. Um, and and it, it's kind of good news. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound great. But we just went over Seattle, right? Minneapolis, um, Chicago, Cook County, crazy. And this is the latest one. And the latest one in the trend seems to be turning back a little bit. Maybe I'm hoping we're just not getting lucky here. I'm hoping maybe there's some common sense that's happening here. What do you think? I think maybe they're talking it through a little bit more. And and, and maybe they've been watching what's going on in you know, the city councils have been watching what's going on in these other cities thinking we don't want to go down that road. Right. But, you know, outside of these city council offices in Kansas City, I mean, there's picketers and there's people and there's there's people that paint landlords as if we're just evil. Right. They don't look at us as housing providers 
who are just trying to create great spaces for families to to raise their family, go to schools and grow up. And I always say, hey, we provide great stuff, great houses, great places to live. Now, I know there's bad landlords out there. I, I'm not going to tell you everyone well, is. Well, you know, I, for 40 years, we've been dealing with the cream of the crop. We've been dealing with landlords who care. We've been right. dealing with landlords who have their investments, you know, their, their life right. invested in their properties. They don't want tenants to be hurt. No. They, they don't want to hurt themselves by not providing essential resources for the people who they give, you know, possession of their asset. You know, we've done hundreds of thousands of evictions for people who really care about their tenants but can't put up with the nonsense anymore. Well, and, and Denny, over the years, we've had people who've had people live in there four, five, six, seven months that didn't pay rent, and it, they weren't like, hey, I didn't get rent on the first. You're evicted in day two. I mean, we we ha- we have landlords that really work with people, and I'm not saying that's the right way to manage or the wrong way to manage. Everybody kind of has their own style. But think of how many hundreds of crime-free housing seminars you and I have done, how many RIAs we've attended, right, and how many different people we have talked to. And, and, and most of the landlords we've talked to, they're great people, right? They just want to provide a product, and in, in return, they want to get ahead a little bit themselves, right? They're not looking to— And, and these people know that the only way to get ahead is providing, by providing a really good product. To their it, residents. Exactly, because yeah. we, we teach here. I want my tenants there for three, four, five years. I don't want a turn. A turn costs me mm-hmm. money. But when you look at these picketers out in front of these city councils and landlords are trying to do this to us and that, and they don't care about us, I think they're completely and totally wrong. That's not who I see. So let's dig into But, but huh? on that, on that issue, you yeah. know, you see the picketers. These are picketers that are in DNC properties. These are people who don't have a lot of choices. And Frank, I'm just being really practical here. Right. It's, it's not the politically correct thing to say, but it's people who have been living in DNC properties and people who've been living under conditions where they've had some slumlords, where they're not taking care of the AC and they're not taking care of the heat and the plumbing and they're not giving a reasonably safe place to live. They're picketing those places. And when they pick at those places and put more hoops to jump through for those landlords, what are those landlords going to do? They're going to shut down. Yeah, they're getting out of the business. I mean, you can either make them comply and be a good person, or they're done. They'll go, they'll go do it somewhere else. Right. Or, it's a or, catch-22. Right. Or I'm going to go buy the property, get it all up to code, get it all up. To, but then guess what? I got to pay for my investment. Yeah. Rents go up. And now they can't and afford it. So it's it's a tough situation for the guys, these guys to be in. We've talked about it in the other other podcasts. But I think I think as I go through this Kansas City change of rules, it's not anything that's just, you know, jaw dropping. It looks like they had to give a few concessions to kind of just appease some people. But mainly... They got rid of any kind of talk about any kind of criminal history. So you can still do a criminal background check. You can still have your criteria. You can still go back. We recommend HUD seven years, the federal law. Um, so that's good news. That's a win um, because I think in there they were trying to fight. They were trying to follow the the Cook County and yeah. the mini, Minneapolis, which limited criminal history right. backgrounds. So tell us what did they get? 
basically most of what they got are what is already in most landlord and tenant acts, state landlord and tenant acts, which, which are the basic things. Look, you, you've got to provide good housing. Okay. Uh, you can't be a slumlord. You've got to do it right. And one of the other things that they've got is, an, and I think it's an interesting issue, apparently maybe they're um, because of old AC units or old furnaces or whatever, the cost of, of their utilities are maybe pretty high. So they've required, I think one of the main things is that they um, have to give the new resident uh, the some of their statements. Yeah, their the statements showing cost, what the average cost is. But the other one is that they can't, uh, and this is the only real one of consequence, and I know you're going to talk about this a little bit, but that they can't solely use an eviction against the resident to deny them occupancy. Right. Now, Denny, if this was like the first um, city that we were covering with these crazy regulations going on and you said you're going to take away my evictions, I'd be like, this is absolutely crazy. But after going through Cook County, Minneapolis, Seattle, I'm like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll take this one. Right, because there's I can a, I can work with it. I can work with this one because there's different ways that that I can deal with this one. As a landlord myself, one of the uh, probably my main piece of information that I really rely on are eviction records, because it tells me how committed they are going to be to my home. Is the truck going to get repossessed in the driveway before I have to evict them in the house? Or are they not going to pay the rent and pay the $800 jacked up Ford truck and I tell them to go sleep in that if if that's the situation, right? But I really want to know how they're going to take care of the roof over their head. And so eviction records for me are very, very, very important. Here's the problem. They're the hardest records to find. Eviction records on people are the hardest records to find. Now, in the old days, when we used to file eviction records, we'd put people's social right, right there underneath social their name. security yeah. numbers, date of birth, right? And it gave us another piece of information to make sure that that was the correct John Smith. John Smith with 666-555, right? Okay, that's the right John Smith. But over the years, the courts have said, we don't want that personal records in our courts. And this is a pretty right. much a nationwide uh, mandate. And so now... How many John Smiths are in every court around the country? Almost impossible to verify. Almost impossible to verify. Many of the court records around the countries are taking out even the address of the eviction because we used to be able to cross, you know, John Smith at this address at this time, and we could do that. Um, and then up and over that, the credit bureaus last year said, you know what, we're getting sued a ton for putting on wrong liens and judgments on the wrong people's credit bureaus. We're going to quit putting that on the credit bureaus. Less and less information. Less and less. So credit bureaus are becoming less and less and less valuable. So as I look at this, I'm thinking, you know what, I would bet that the majority of people out there who are doing their, their tenant screening aren't getting proper eviction records anyways, which is sad. Now, I usually don't plug the podcast for what we do, but we do have private investigators that go into each of the courts, cross-reference, and depending on the court, some courts are better than others, we get the majority of eviction records, liens, and judgments. 
but we're a private investigation firm versus a tenant screening firm. And most people use a quick instant tenant screening firm. So I look at this and I think, oh, that sounds terrible. You can't use a past eviction on somebody, but the chances are you're not getting it anyways. Right. So, so win. It's a win for Kansas City based on the way the trends have gone across the United States right now. Well, they don't even realize how big of a win is it. And I'm not talking about the landlord side. I'm talking about the city side. Because when you implement these draconian measures that Seattle and Cook County and Minneapolis put into effect, you have that whole idea of blight and wiping out the C&D properties that people need for housing. Um, there's 9,000 families that are at risk in Kansas City of being homeless uh, because of they're right on the edge right. of having enough money to pay the rent. If you lose that housing that they can afford, well, what's going to happen? They're not going to have a place to live. They're going to be displaced or they're going to be on the street. It, so it doesn't make sense to get rid of all your DNC property um, and only have A and B property where they – these folks can't afford it. And there's always going to be that disparity. You know, you talk about income inequality and things. Well, you don't get rid of that in this country. It just doesn't happen. It, it exists and throwing it on the landlord doesn't fix it because they can't fix it either. They just have, you know, they have their investment and they're just trying to, you know, make a couple dollars so they can live. But in all of these other um, items that they put in here, these are things that good landlords already do. Right. right. You know, they're not going to, good landlord is not going to put someone in a place where the plumbing and the electric and, and the heating doesn't work. All of these things are going to be in good condition or they're not a good landlord. Yeah. And I agree. And I, I come back to, okay, so maybe you might not be able to count past evictions on them. And, and first you might like, hey, wait, I, I need that information. But I rarely see someone that has a 625, 650, you know, credit score. And has a ton of evictions. I mean, usually if they're not paying the roof over their head, they're not paying their credit card, they're not paying the car payment, right? So usually you're going to catch these guys based on your criteria of your credit. So just maybe kick that up, watch that credit a little bit more, get, give up this, this past eviction filing, and I think you're going to be okay. But you make a great point. It's a much more than protecting a few people, you're actually affecting your economy. And we're seeing that in, in the cities we've, we've talked about today. I mean, the economy in Seattle is not doing real well. Maybe the Google guys, the guys making six figures are, but your C&D properties you're talking about, they're living in tents. Yeah. And so it really is, it's a triple win here because basically what they've said in this and what's, you know, what everybody agreed to in this ordinance is that, look, Landlords, DNC landlords, A and B are already doing all these things. But DNC, hey, get your property up to speed so these people aren't, you know, living in squalor. You know, they they deserve better than that. And so everybody wins. The the tenants that can't afford, you know, more expensive housing wins because now they've got someone they got some teeth in this game. If if these landlords don't get their their act together, and the landlords, it doesn't hurt them. Nothing here hurts them, really. And the city wins because now you don't have people on the streets. It's crazy that we're looking at this and going through a regulation and saying everybody wins here. Yeah. That is very unusual. It is. 
well, we're also comparing it to what's happening across the country. Yeah. We, if we didn't know what was happening across the country, we, we could be looking at us going, wait a second here. Right, right. Well, I just want to say like con- it. congratulations, Kansas City, Missouri. You guys have fought a good fight. Um, sometimes we do have to give up a few things. Um, the bottom line is we want great tenants. We want good landlords. We want great economy. And, you know, we can have it all right now. It's, it's 2020. It's a great year. And uh, it's just a good year to invest. And I might even put in a little money into Kansas City, Missouri. I think you might even be considered moving there. Is that correct? I think I actually am moving there. Yeah. You got a son that just started a dental practice there. Yes, I do. All right. Well, Denny, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate all the work you do. I know it's a lot of research. It's a lot of phone calls, talking to a lot of attorneys. Um, One other thing is anything we talk about on these podcasts when I bring on an attorney I always want to just put the disclaimers. Anything you do, you need to run by your own attorney. Danny, you're licensed in Arizona and Idaho. Soon right? to be Kansas. Soon to be Kansas. and uh, But it's always good to run stuff by your own local attorney with who ha- who knows the city, the county codes. The judges, everybody. The judge, everybody. Um, we kind of try to give you general information, but just keep in mind that um, – that if you, anything that you do on your own, we recommend you always have a great relationship like I have with you for so many years with a good landlord, tenant, attorney. So thank you again for joining us today. It's kind of nice to have some good news over some regulation. Kind of fun. Perfect. Well, thank you again. Until next time, rent perfect.